Welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Thanks. We're back, man. Episode 277. Yes, sir. Let's get right into it. Kiki Palmer. We all know who she is, right? Yeah. All right. Well, she had her ass out. Let's talk about it. <laughs> she she showed her ass. Yeah, she had her ass out like a month. All right. <laughs> let, let's talk about it. Kiki Palmer's boyfriend um, doubles down amid backlash for criticizing her outfit. End quote, I have standards. Kiki Palmer's boyfriend, Darius Jackson, is feeling the wrath of social media after he called out the nope. It says nope actress. That's that's just one movie she's been in. Anyways, for her mm-hmm. outfit of choice. Palmer, 29, attended Usher's Las Vegas residency on Wednesday wearing a black bodysuit under a sheer dress. In a video circulating on social media, Usher is seen serenading Palmer with his song, There Goes My Baby. As he sang, the duo hugged and swayed to the music. Palmer, a fellow singer, um, also had a brief turn at the mic. <laughs> um, it's the outfit, though. You're a mom, Palmer's boyfriend and father of their son, Le- Leotis. Is that his name? Damn, what a name. Uh, commented on Twitter. Uh, in response to the clip, social media was quick to drag Jackson in the replies. Don't date a baddie if, you, if you're if you going to be this insecure, one fan tweeted. Okay, that's a very, you know sim- what? That's a very simplistic statement. I, I'm tired of uh, them quoting tweets and fans in these like legit articles. Yeah, that's it. I was, I was watching a, um, a video they were talking about, like, I, uh, it was like some like conspiracy stuff, but they mm-hmm. were like genuinely quoting. Just random niggas on Twitter, as if this there's like some merit to what they have to say. Beefy Cock sixty nine says, as, as I'm like, <laughs> these just random niggas tweeting. <laughs> yeah. Dirty Booty Jason yeah. seventy two yeah. underscore stated yeah. that it was a mid. It, <laughs> it was, was a so mid. mid. Yeah, yeah. No man. In, in regards to this, this is a very nuanced situation. What I will say is this. Okay, the way a man leads a relationship is can be the problem with the whole thing. And I don't know what they got going on, but there's symptoms of uh, men that don't properly lead relationships. And with that being said, this guy has a picture of himself with his shirt off and his underwear. And then it was another video of him taking a video of Kiki Palmer's booty and she was twerking her little cakes, right? And I'll be clear, I've said this a million times. Stop objectifying your wife or girlfriend because now what you've done is you've made it okay for everybody to objectify her, mm-hmm. right? That's and and I've tried to say this and people don't really hear it. Okay, mm-hmm. now that's one situation. Also, I think when you see your girlfriend that is being serenaded by a guy that could really fuck her if he wanted to, that's gonna bother you. That's gonna make you emotional, mm-hmm. right? But and, and that was the funny thing about it. And she was the one going for it. The freaking Usher was really professional, actually. He kind of kept that gap. And then she kind of moved in and kind of gave him the claw behind his neck and like pulled him close. And she had her legs open with her vagina facing his body. Like that is what a woman does when they desire a man. This is a lot deeper than just a fan. Is like some people was in the comments saying like it was a celebrity crush. What's the big deal? Uh, the issue is she's it, famous. She's a celebrity herself, so she actually has access to a man like Usher. Mm-hmm. They could literally go in the backstage and fuck. Right. Mm-hmm. The issue with her boyfriend was he should have kept that shit in house. Mm-hmm. So he should have he should have waited till she got home and had the conversation because now. Men never look good reacting like women. I hate to say it. If a woman was to react like that about her man doing something inappropriate, she would get support from social media. 
Mm-hmm. If 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 a man was doing something or saying something inappropriate to a woman and his wife got on social media like 26 years of marriage and this is how you act on TV, oh man, it'd be it'd be fucking support everywhere. But when you're a man and you are in an emotional state and you write something like that, you will not get support. Yeah. You will not get support. Even men will be too afraid to support you. Yeah. They'll be like, oh my God, like, you know, they and it'll be some men that do, and when they support you, then they're gonna get chastised. <laughs> So that's just the name of the game, man. You got to keep that shit in house. The one, one thing that I've noticed with, um, you know, the the celebrity backlash or whatever you would call it, it's a lot of like, the depending on how much an audience likes a certain person, that's mm. the type of feedback they get, right? 100%. So it's a lot of people supporting Kiki Palmer, like, you know, she did nothing wrong. Her outfit is okay and all this other stuff. You know, to each his own. To each his own. That that's up to them in their relationship, right? But one one thing that I do see is like when Aisha Curry um, was taking off her ring and stuff like that, and you know joking or whatever, and you know that could have been a joke, whatever the case may be. But she doesn't because people don't necessarily like Aisha Curry as much as they like Kiki Palmer. It's more people coming to Kiki Palmer's defense than there there were coming to Aisha Curry's defense. And I'm not saying, you know, what either one of them did is okay, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I just see the tone or I just see the, uh, like, what the conversation looks like when, you know, somebody like Aisha Curry, who was just kind of like, she's like, she's like the celebrity wife, but we don't look at her as like we do like a Savannah James or something mm-hmm. like that. She's just kind of like along for the ride in, in most people's mm-hmm. point of view. Um, but, you know, in terms of this situation, I think that um, the biggest thing that I think about is like everybody's relationship is like they design it a certain way, right? So it's some people that, you know, like we, we're not really going to get into it, but the whole Adam 22 and, and his wife and how he uh, essentially let his wife do a scene with another porn star, um, that's something that they allowed in terms of their relationship. So mm-hmm. it's not really anything you can say about that, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to this Kiki Palmer situation, I think her boyfriend's name is like Darius Jackson or something. Yeah. Um, he obviously doesn't, he one, doesn't like how she was doing all that, like how she was dancing on Usher. Mm-hmm. And then two, he didn't like the outfit, right? So that's the end of the story. Like, you know, there's a person in this relationship that doesn't like how, how his uh, his girlfriend and his baby moms is yeah. is behaving. So, like, in terms of that, like, that's the only thing, at least for me, that's the only thing that I'm leaning on. Like, as a person in, in a relationship, he's communicating that he doesn't like the way she's moving. Um, so there's no there's really no reason to come to Kiki Palmer's defense when the person inside of the relationship doesn't like what she's doing. So with mm-hmm. that being said, like, you know, in terms of that, like it is, you know, a lot of these uh, these these women have these conversations like you shouldn't tell a woman what to wear, or what not to wear and stuff like that. But I think that it's we have to design a relationship. We can't speak in totalities in terms of like relationships because everything is everything is different. There's people there's people that have like relationships where they they have open relationships. There's people that have relationships where they be posting they they girl on the internet twerking and you know, they be posting, they be like, you know, they they let they girls have OnlyFans and like we and we know of these some of these people. So everybody's relationship is different. But in terms of like what what it seems like what he wants in a relationship, he seems to want a person that is wearing clothes and is not dancing on 
usher in, in inside of concerts. And like you were saying, it's not just it's not just like a a fan, a random fan, you know, singing with Usher. Right. right. This is like, you know, yeah. there's there's accessibility. You know, she yeah. like she said, like they mentioned in an article, she's in big big budget movies and she's a talk show host and all this other stuff. Like she has access to these people. And you know, the way that she was even before there's a video before where she's just kind of looking like she just looking available, dog. Yeah, it's like too available. She, she, she just looking like, man, yeah. I'm trying to get chose tonight. And yeah. I was telling Eddie before, the thing that we don't see, we only see this inside of the concert, right? And then we see his tweets, and that's the, all the context we have. Yeah. But we don't know what the prequel was to her going out. Sometimes yeah. people, I'm not going to say just women, but sometimes people, they will do like I've seen people get into to to an argument and then they start acting real single all of a sudden. They start posting weird stuff on social mm-hmm. media. They start posting pictures with their shirt off. They start having these thirsty, you know, posting pictures with their cleavage out and stuff like that. And that's just off of an argument. So I'm saying some of this energy might be like, hey, I'm in the house, you know. So we go back and forth a little bit. We get into an argument. Man, you tripping? I'm about to go to this Usher concert, and she she might have had a regular dress on, might have been a little bit short, but all of a sudden she said, "Nope, I'm about to put this on." And then she wore the booty out, and she got drunk a little bit, and she was drinking her tequila, or whatever she was drinking, and she went to she went out to have to have a good time, uh, like in spite of that conversation that they had back at the house. And then all he left to do was just tweet from his phone. Yeah. I think this all stems from people not practicing monogamy. I think that when you're single for so long, you start to have these behaviors that you drag into relationships. So if you was the person that was a free spirit, you in everybody's face, you doing all this sexual stuff, you half naked all the time, when you get into a relationship, now you're going to think that those things should still be in there. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say this. I think that as a man, when you get with a woman, you need to be able to delineate whether you're going to be with her or not. And you need to look at it from the very beginning, because if her titty's hanging out when you meet her, you can't change that. That's true. I'm just telling you right now, if her titties is out, let her have her titties out and you go you go somewhere else. I don't think men should ever tell women what to wear, but I think women need to be able to have an idea of what's respectable towards their relationships. If your nipples is out through your shirt, if your butt cheeks is out, you look fucking available. How is looking available beneficial to your relationship? It's not. So I'm just keeping it 100. There are too many women that are like literally saying like, you better work it, girl. You better do your thing. You need to stop validating these women that are doing inappropriate shit. Because as a man, if somebody's doing something inappropriate, I'm not going to say, I don't see the big deal. I don't see the big deal. He's not doing anything wrong. He was just trying to get her phone number as a friend. Like, <laughs> no. Do you at, think at, Do you think there's like a, a celebrity element to it? Like, you know, it's like there's a certain, uh, you know, they be having like, um, what you call it? Like, uh, not costume designers, but. People that put their clothes, I don't know, that I can't think of the job title right now, but a person that put their clothes together and stuff, like, do you think there's a celebrity element to it where it's like, you know, we might not be able to relate to the the fashion aspect of no. it to it because we're normal people? No, I don't think it is at all. I've seen married women with their titties hanging out all the time, especially when I was a regular club goer. 
seen a couple chicks like, hey, how you guys doing tonight? What you guys get into? Whatever the case. And like, oh, we're married. And I'm thinking like, y'all don't look married at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that a woman should be dressed like a fucking nun. But if your butt cheeks is out and your nipples is showing, how that's super inappropriate. I don't give a fuck. You know why a lot of marriages lasted back in the day? Because two people came together and understood what was appropriate for that relationship. Mm-hmm. You understood that as a man, you shouldn't be in every woman's face. Mm-hmm. And women understood that they should not be looking available out in the world. I think that now, too, attention is almost like the air we breathe. We've normalized still receiving the attention like a single woman while being married. That's yeah. fucking backwards. Mm-hmm. That's backwards. You know what I should never be able to say, uh, uh, Keith? I should never be able to turn on the TV and see Kiki Palmer turn around and be like, damn, Dang, she Kiki, got a fat Kiki ass. got a fat ass. Yeah, I should not be wild. able to say that. Yeah. I should not be able to say that because if if you if you respect the person you're with, you don't fucking do that. Now, it's, if, it's, if, now hold on. If he was okay with it, if he was cool with it, and it was literally something they had going on, then ain't nothing I can say. That's yeah. That's my that's my. Ain't, ain't nothing I can say. Yeah. But when somebody is upset, you shouldn't be like, "Well, you shouldn't be if you can't date a baddie or you can't handle this." That's just bullshit, mm-hmm. lady. I'm gonna tell this. Is, I gotta say this too. I think that a lot of times, and this is unfortunate. I don't think women get the truth enough. I think that as men, especially when you're dating you tend to not want to cock block yourself and say the wrong thing. So you don't tend to challenge women. Mm-hmm. And then also when you get in a relationship, you don't want to say certain stuff. Like I could tell my friend of 23 years, right? I could tell him, man, you got to get in the gym, man. You got to lose some weight. You cannot talk to women like that. And then also women don't get the truth from their own friends. Because what happens is a woman could do something completely ignorant. And their friends are like, oh my God, like, well, I guess he just wasn't for you. The dude could be a good dude. She could be flirting and the dude get mad and leave her for her doing something wrong. But the, the girl would be like, well, he just wasn't right for you, girl. Just keep doing your thing. So mm-hmm. I notice a lot of times women don't even have that clear line of communication with their friends. But then I've had women pillow talk to me like, yeah, my friends are cheating on their husbands. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, have you talked to them about this? Nah. So what happens is, is when you see women with their butt cheeks out, they're not uh, enough other women holding that woman accountable. Yeah. And if it's just like if we see a dude not taking care of his kids, we shouldn't be like, hey, what's up, my G? No, nah, nigga, you need to take care of your kids. Mm-hmm. What are you doing out at the club if you ain't paid child support in five years? Yeah. We, we need more people like us to hold us accountable. And I just see too many women basically saying, it's her body. She could do what she wants to do. And it's like, look here, man. Nobody's trying to control your body. I don't think men should even tell you what to wear. But it shouldn't even be a conversation. It shouldn't be a conversation. I think a lot of women are very intentional when they go out to clubs or they go out to places. They're aware of what they're wearing. They know that, hey, if I go out and wear this, my titty's going to bust out. I already know it because I got huge tits. Mm-hmm. So I know that when I go out, I really can't wear this because I can't keep my titties in. Yeah. Right? They yeah. know that. Yeah. So when they do stuff like this, it's intentional. And it's not It's not right. Yeah. And uh, like I mentioned before, his fault is he fucking went on the internet. You don't do that, bro. You don't, you don't talk about your lady, even if she's doing something dumb. You need to talk to her in private. You don't put her on blast. And then as a man, it makes you look weak. I think it does make him look weak. But I also 
just in, this is all speculative. I don't know these yeah. niggas from anybody else, but I would imagine that that was his last cry of hope or something like that. You know what I mean? Because I, if you, if you, I'm sure they live together, and mm-hmm. I'm sure there's that whatever that attire is is hanging up in the house somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So I almost guarantee that there was some kind of conversation before but it was all you know it might have been that pushback or you know her kind you know saying like you shouldn't control what women wear or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. so i think for him that was his last cry of like you know trying to uh you know trying to get somebody to to affirm his his belief or these are these are two young people that these are two young people just trying to figure it out that's what it looks like to me yeah, and, and I I think that it's complete ignorant, and it's also ignorant because Kiki Palmer posted a video after that, like some little song, like if he gonna act up, I'm about to link up, whatever, mm-hmm. right? And I'm thinking like this is, like this is what, like older people, they didn't have all these social media outlets to get on social media and get an audience when they had an argument. Everything should be in house. There should never be a situation. Yeah, where first of all. If they're if they're when when she went to that Usher show, and she wore that, that was intentional, brother. Yeah, it's that, also the seat that the seat that she was sitting in is like it's accessible, right? Mm-hmm. And he does this every show where you know people that have certain seats, he goes up and he may grab the woman by the hand and he's singing mm-hmm. to her. And I think you know there's a version of that that could have gone much cleaner. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a man. You know, I would say, you know, like 90% and 95% of the men in America would just be like, dang, that is Usher. And that nigga Usher got a, you know, he got a rap sheet and he is like, you know, the R&B singer, the phenom, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And you d- would be a little bit jealous, but you wouldn't be like angry at the alt, like the the way it was like performed in mm-hmm. a sense. Right. But I think that. You know, it's always Usher. They're gonna be that's the insecurity that the man gonna have. Mm-hmm. If it's Usher or the Trey Songs or Omarions or Chris Browns, mm-hmm. like as as men, you know, of a certain age, we're gonna be like, dang, like these is these is the guys that girls was having like the uh the the posters on the wall and the B two Ks and stuff like that. I can remember like as a kid, like, you know, B two K was the biggest thing, like the girls was in love with Omarion, yeah. right? So these type of niggas, like, we already gonna have those type of insecurities already. But I think that, um, like I said, that there was a version of this that could have went like, like I'm gonna say more professional because I think Usher was professional, but just more appropriate, right? And like, um, if you look at it, was maybe it was around the same time, but Saweetie was also at a concert, mm-hmm. and allegedly she's dating YG. And when and when you look at you know the way that that situation went. He's just singing to her. He, she not grinding on him. She just kind of vibing. He's singing to mm-hmm. her, and you know she say a couple words here and there, and then that was just like that was the extent of it, right? And yeah. It's but <laughs> Kiki Palmer, she like grant you know dancing on him, grinding on him. She turning she around, was drinking, showing right? her. Yeah, she was sipping a little bit. You could tell she was a little tipsy. Uh, a drunk, uh, a alcohol can tell a very sobering truth. Yeah. About a person, mm-hmm. right? So. Like if somebody gets drunk and they start talking and saying all kind of stuff, I listen because sometimes that stuff is in the back of your subconscious mm-hmm. and it kind of comes to the front. Yeah. So like the thing about it too is women will love their husband, boyfriend, whatever, but they have men they desire. 
Mm-hmm. This is what a lot of men need to understand. So, for example, if you're ever sitting around minding your business or whatever, and your wife loves you, by the way, but then Michael B. Jordan comes across the screen, oh, and she's like, oh, my fucking God, he has his shirt off again, right? And you're just like, what the fuck? What? Mm-hmm. And women do this all the time. Like, women will just literally blurt out who they have a crush on or who they find attractive. And then when they finally make it to the concert or movie or event where this same person is at, you get to see them in action and see how they act. That's the cold part about it, though. Like, we regular, me and you, we are regular regular people. Not in a demeaning way. Like, we're, we're not celebrities, right? Right. So, when we uh, think about these situations, it can only be hypothetical. 100%. You know, like, when you when you think about it, like you said, you see, you go out to the movies with your, your girl and you're seeing... Um, Michael B. Jordan with his shirt off, or you seeing a rock with his shirt off, or whatever you know, superstar with his shirt off, mm-hmm. um, and it's all like just conversation sake. But mm-hmm. you know, when you get into a situation where you start to have access to these people, then it starts to be different. Like, yeah. we, uh, we were just watching a video earlier. There's a producer on the the show Boondocks, mm-hmm. and he was telling this story about uh, there's a there's a uh, there's an episode where. You know the girl leaves uh, the guy for uh, for Usher, and you know it's a whole it's a whole situation. But he was saying that story was based off of real life because he was having an argument with his girl about the ex wife. Yeah, well, at the time it was his wife um, mm-hmm. uh, having an argument with his wife about uh, about the R. Kelly episode, and then the nigga Usher just walks in, and he said that his wife went from being angry at the R. Kelly episode to all of a sudden being just smiling and. And being joyful and, you know, trying to get Usher's attention and waving at him and stuff like that. And he said he just turned around and the next thing you know, she's standing next to Usher. At his table. Yeah, at Usher's table. And then all of a sudden she talking to him and, and then she invited everybody over, like Aaron Magruder, his uh, his wife, and then uh, the, the guy, uh, the producer. And they all get invited over. So she's the the the, the ex-wife. She's uh, introducing everybody. Hey, this is Aaron Magruder. This is blah, blah, blah. He work on Boondocks. Um, this is such and such. This is his wife. And then this is, you know, she was supposed to say my husband, but she introdu- she ended up introducing him by name. Like didn't even acknowledge that that was her, her husband. Mm-hmm. So that's like, I say that to say like, you know, when we watching um, Creed on TV, Everything is cool because it's just like it's just TV. Like you could feel some type of way, but we we not communicating with Michael B. Jordan. But when mm-hmm. the nigga Usher walked through the restaurant and you got to deal with that, you know that's 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 a whole different I, ball game. I think there needs to be more of a clear line of respect too, because even though I understand you don't have access to Michael B. Jordan or Usher, whoever, at the same time, men cannot do that to women. They can't be like, God, I want to fuck Pamela Anderson. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, look at her tits. That, yeah. that, like, you can't do that because women are not built like that. They'll be pissed. Like, why the fuck would you say that? That's mm-hmm. so dumb. Mm-hmm. They don't rationalize it as, you know, a respectful thing. Now, let's be clear. As men, we need to understand that we're not the only man that our wife or girlfriend is attracted to. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking fact. There are tons of men out there that look better than you, mm-hmm. that your girlfriend or your wife is attracted to. Get over it, mm-hmm. okay? Even if I was in a store or somewhere and I seen my girl glance at some dude and keep moving and the dude was handsome, I'm not even going to bring it up because I know the dude is handsome. She's mm-hmm. seen him. Get over it and move on, mm-hmm. right? If she's staring and gawking at the guy, now you got a fucking problem, mm-hmm. right? But 
that's just the reality of it. But then imagine seeing your girl with her ass out, and it's a fat ass, <laughs> and she's hugged up on Usher, a man that can fuck your girl. Yeah. If he wanted to, they could go in the backstage. The energy she was giving him was very sexual. That nigga, Usher. I think, Usher the goat. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. And, and, and think about it, too. Usher is the type of dude that has aged very gracefully. Dude is like 45, right? Yeah. But he looked like he about 32. <laughs> nigga, look nigga, my age. Nigga got abs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Handsome dude. Like, it, it don't make you gay to notice a man is handsome, right? Nigga skating across stage. Yeah. His, his vocals still sound good. Usually niggas yeah. be all cracked out and stuff. And he, still, and he still dance his ass off. Yeah. So this dude could dance his way into my into my girl's pants. Yeah. For and sure. I and I and I got a front row seat to watching this. And th- and the thing about it too is when I think a lot of women don't realize it, but you kind of at some point you kind of low key want your man to be a cuck, and that ain't it. Like I don't <laughs> I don't need I shouldn't be in a position where you're saying like I can do what I want, I can wear what I want, and it doesn't matter. And I'm supposed to watch all these dudes admiring you like you're a single woman, but you are my wife. That is fucking backwards. And there's too many women that do that in today's society. It needs to fucking stop. But if, like I said, if your man's okay with that and that's how y'all is, that's fine. That's added. I mean, we don't even. Yeah. But let's let's let's. I'm drawing my line in the sand on this one. As a man, when you drive a hard bargain and you basically have let that be known, like, hey, I'm not with that. I don't want to, I'm not trying to tell you what to wear, what to do, but I'm leaving it in your hands. All I can ask you to do is be respectful of this relationship. That's what I would, that's all you can say. Look, all I can ask you is to be respectful of this relationship. I'm not ever going to tell you what to wear. You should know that as a grown woman. You should know that. And it does not make me insecure as a man that I don't want you out here half naked because I understand what type of attention that brings. And yeah. that is a misrepresentation of me as a man. You would not like if I was out doing something comparable and misrepresenting you or either cheating on you or trying to get numbers behind your back. That would be a misrepresentation of my lady. So I'm going a, I'm to a, play, play what I need to do. But I gave an example a long time ago and you was busting up. And this does happen. Imagine if you're a dude that's pretty well endowed, right? And you mm-hmm. try to go to the gym and you got some gray sweat shorts on mm-hmm. and your wife is like, uh-uh, you need to come back and change those shorts, mm-hmm. right? And you don't you don't think of it anything past, I'm just going to the gym, mm-hmm. but she can see your print in your pants real bad and mm-hmm. then she tell you to change your pants. Mm-hmm. I would just change the pants, bro. Mm-hmm. Because it's making my girl uncomfortable and I'd rather just change the sweats mm-hmm. than put up a fight about wearing gray sweatshorts. If she doesn't want me to wear those to the gym, yeah. I'm just going to change them. That's facts, yeah. Uh, but I will say it's 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 hard to even make a comparison because we don't generally how men dress is not we don't we don't have a comparable to to that. As far not as that, men like that's extreme. we we are, we only have our appendage below our below the waist, right? Mm-hmm. Women have like it's like their clothes are like just much more sexualized. That's a fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. They got the titties, they got the booty, all that other stuff. Like you know, and just just in terms of the dresses and stuff they wear, there's like a very appropriate version of it, and then there's a per, uh, a version of it where it's just it's just od. Right. But I think that one of the conversations too to kind of change it a little bit 
is about him as uh, him being like a nobody or like, mm, you know, just yeah. that stay at home dad. Calling him broke. Yeah. And um, I will say, I, th- I don't even, I, I don't know what he does for a living and how the relationship is, is set up. Um, but I will say that that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with like the control in their relationship mm-hmm. because there are situations where you you'll see a, um you know you, you got guys like Trey Songz his name is Mr. Steal Your Girl you Crazy. got uh situations where DJ Drama is like talking about how he got his girl stole from from uh him by Drake and all this other stuff so yeah. i mean you know obviously there's 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 a hierarchy when it comes mm-hmm. to like there's Drake's and then there's you know other artists right oh yeah but even with that, I, I just say that to say, like, it doesn't, you know, if a woman wants to choose, it don't matter if you're a millionaire 100%. or, you know, the guy that is a backup, you know, an extra in the movies or whatever. Like, you know, it it, it it's just the type of the type of woman that, you know, that 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 is. So it has mm-hmm. nothing really to do with the man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just think that it's it's sometimes that when when. And it, how do I put this? When a woman is a fan of someone that happens to be a mega star, that is almost like this mythical man on television. Yeah, you know whether it's a, it's a Harry Styles or The Rock or Michael B. Jordan or whoever it is. Um, I don't know if that would really give her the license to go crazy and be grinding all over him and everything because you still represent me. Yeah. Right. You still yeah. represent me, and the reason why that stands up is this: the the baby, the, uh, this girl that went to the baby concert. Uh, he came over and just tried to kiss her, and she pushed him off like, "Nigga, get up off of me! I got a man!" Right. And and then he was like, "Oh, oh shit," because the baby is so used to getting what he wants. If he laid, he knows in his mind, he doesn't think that if he kisses a woman, that they're gonna push him away. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows he could kiss a lot of women and they're not going to hold him back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But she pushed him back. And then um, I think we talked about that on the podcast. And I was like, man, shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Like, her man should actually feel pretty on. Like, with that situation, bro, if you haven't thought about putting a ring on it, you might want to. You know, but, you know, that's even more commendable because I would say that there's a lot of Never mind. I'm not even gonna go there. My bad. Yeah. I don't even. I don't want to say nothing. You know, you're wasting people's time, Keith. Hey, <laughs> as long as I ain't getting canceled in ten years, I waste everybody's time. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I, I just think people need to be more cognizant of of you know what kind of. I think men need to be cognizant of how they're leading the relationship. Yeah, for one, because you know if there's any inadequacies or in or you know inconsistencies, women are just gonna do what they want. Like yeah. if if you are a dude with your t-shirt off and you in your drawers like her man was, mm-hmm. and then you got another video with her booty shaking it, mm-hmm. what is Kiki Palmer supposed to think? Is she supposed to be like, oh, I still need to be respectful? Or, yeah. I mean, he objectified me and put it on social media. Yeah, and he also niggas. and yeah. he also objectified himself with his t-shirt off. These are very single things that people are doing. Like, wait, so mm-hmm. did he do that inside of their relationship? Yeah, with he the whole did. shirt off. Yeah, 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 he did. Oh, okay. He had his shirt off. Okay. You know, so the thing about it is, bro, mm-hmm. you have to be aware of how yeah. you're presenting yourself as a man in yeah. a relationship. That, because it, the, the thing ahead. is, though, like, as men, I think he's a, I think he, he's a terrible communicator, 100%. right? Like he don't, 
he and he I think also he don't really know how he felt about us about the situation he probably was just emotional and he just tweeted some stuff out yeah but um I think that you know he he kind he kind of lost it when you when you you articulate something in a tweet where it's like it's holes in your in your story. Yeah, it's too many yeah. holes, man. It's like, nigga, you did the same thing like however many months ago. Yeah. You got your shirt off and you know, she doing this. Yeah. And, yeah. So I think when you're a man that drives a hard bargain and you're consistent and you have integrity and you're respectful and you respect your lady, and you know what I'm saying, you don't make her look foolish, and she go out and do that to you, nigga, you don't gotta say nothing. Cause when she get back to the house, she knows she fucked up. Yeah. She knows she fucked up when she get back to the house. Yeah. I've heard women say, and they don't mean this literally, like physically, but they'll be like, uh-uh, I ain't wearing that. My husband will kill me. I've yeah. heard women say that. They don't mean that literally like he'll beat me. They mean like, yo, I got respect for my dude. I'm not going to put that shit on. Or you ever yeah. been talking to a dude like, hey, man, I got to go, man. My wife will be pissed off. I got to get out of here. Yeah. It's you not just be- respect your relationship. Thank you. It's not because... It's not because you scared of your wife and she's controlling you. Nigga, you married. You need to get your ass home. You can't be out till fucking two in the morning. Yeah. That's the reality of being I've heard married. Like, I've heard like, you know, pretty happy marriages and dudes, they be joking around, but they be like, yeah, I'm out of, you know, I got, uh, I'm on probation tonight or yeah. I got out of, you know, I got out of jail tonight or I just got out or whatever. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Just basically saying like, you know, you know, joking about their marriage being a prison in a sense, but yeah. you know, they, but not in like a negative way, but just joking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just that, that, but that just shows that they, that they respect their relationship. hundred so, percent. Yeah. It, you know, there, there are certain times, I mean, if it's not a leap and a jump, if a woman asks you to do something and it's not going against your morals and going against your integrity, just fucking do it. Yeah, it's it ain't it ain't that deep, man. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I do think, um, you know, like you you were saying earlier, I think it's important to like to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. And and it seems like, like I said, we don't know what happened right before. We just know, you know, the the concert and the tweets. Mm -hmm. But it's important to 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 have those conversations and to understand like some and to understand your partner in a sense. Mm-hmm. So there's there are women that just that's just the nature of what they do. They mm-hmm. they not going to wear no bra, they not going to do this or not they not going to do that. They going to wear, you know, some of the skimpy clothes mm-hmm. and they've done it before you were there and mm-hmm. they not going to change because of you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just got to be okay with that if that's the person you choose to well, be with. You don't have to be okay with it. Yeah, but you, I'm saying like if you get into that relationship, yeah. you can't change that person. Exactly. That's what yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be okay with it because you need to walk away. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't get involved if a woman, first of all, what you should never want to do is try to change what a woman is doing. Mm-hmm. Because now you asking her to sacrifice her who she really is for you and you never want to do that if she want to be out there with a see-through shirt on with her titties out she should be able to do that mm-hmm. okay and if you get in a relationship with her you need to be okay with her titties being out bottom line yeah that's just how it goes buddy that's how it goes but if you drive a hard bargain you could say man i like this chick so much she's she's really smart she's funny she's great but it ain't for me yeah i remember i was uh talking to this girl and she was kind of like she had a social media where it was a little bit a little bit of like not yeah kind of stuff like that like kind of like stuff like kiki palmer was wearing on her Mm -hmm. on her profile and you talk on the on the individual basis a person is like really cool um 
But then I, I remember you said something. You was like, man, you, you kind of dodged a bullet with that one. And then I was like, no, nah, I don't know. Like, you know, who... You know, because in your mind, you think you can change the person. Yeah, like you that's think, not how you it know, works. You think when you start to get in a relationship with the person, they're going to put more clothes on. Mm-hmm. But that's just going to be an argument. So, you know, I, I thought about it, um, you know, a little bit later after you said that. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's actually right. Because you, yeah. you just want somebody that, you know, not that that's wrong, but, you know, in terms of what I desire, that's not, I don't really want my girl like all on the internet with her booty out and I've, stuff like that. I've met, I've met women and was like, oh man, she's really, uh, she's pretty cool. She's really awesome. And then you go to the social media, not on a, some stalking shit, but you just kind of want to get a tone. Social <laughs> media doesn't tell a full story, but you get a tone of who a person is. And then if every other picture is like, just, you know, my gains are, I'm, I'm getting gains now. And this is always an ass picture in there or mm-hmm. some something suggestive, like a, you know, sexual type pose all the time. Instead of judging women and saying like, oh man, you doing this and that. You should reach a maturity level where you say, "Hey, that ain't for me. Mm-hmm. That that just ain't for me." I I know that if that's going on, that's not going to change. And then and then here's the thing: yeah. people can weaponize that against you because let's say, for example, you get with a chick that used to always had a body out, and then they stop doing that because of you, and they care about you. But then you get in an argument. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, she posting pictures of herself on the internet, titties all hanging out. You know, and and now you text her like, hey, what's that about? And now she ain't returning your text messages and it's a bunch of games going on. Bro, don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. Just leave her alone. So is this um and we've kind of been on it for a minute, so I think it might be time to move on. Yeah, but do you okay. think that 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 um what Kiki Palmer did is like grounds for breaking up? Hundred percent. A hundred percent though But here's the thing is They might need to just figure it out Because they're two young people That are immature as fuck And I think that they never set boundaries And they never They never they Obviously they didn't set any boundaries And they this were This is like and, new This is like a new element In their relationship A hundred percent So they probably could work it out mm-hmm. Right But if yeah. it was If it was just blatant disrespect Out of left field That's a hundred percent grounds to break up Yeah I would say I think that it's salvageable too Just because Like if you if you're the guy, right, and and you think about like your role in that relationship is, and I don't know his financial state or what he does, but he's not a celebrity. You know, he's he's a guy that's kind of been under the radar until the baby came around. Mm-hmm. So if you that guy, and you know people are deeming you as a stay at home dad and, and stuff like that, and your wife is the breadwinner, I think that it takes a lot you know, for a person like Kiki Palmer to date somebody that is she's more successful than. Yeah. So I think that, you know, that even, you know, kind of that being the basis of your relationship, this this should be something that y'all could work out because you've already worked out probably the yeah. most, you know, difficult part of your relationship. Yeah, I just think that from from his vantage point, when you're a guy that's you're pretty much a regular dude, I don't know what he does. Maybe he does something. I have no idea. Yeah. But Kiki Palmer is is a well-established woman in the industry. And when you're that guy, right, when you're just a regular dude, you don't really got a big, you know, rap sheet of what you've done. And then you see a man that's a polar opposite of you. Mm-hmm. That can really trigger something inside of a man, right? What you mean? Look, when you're a guy that's a regular dude. Mm-hmm. And you see your girl going crazy over a man oh, who is like a, a polar yeah, opposite you. of yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you could do. You can't stop him from fucking her if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. You can't. Yeah. 
that that's got to do something to a man's ego, and it's got to do something. But you know, ultimately, if Kiki left him, then it would be over the tweets, because that just proved that he's not he's not mature enough. Yeah, it's almost like they are both. This is why they need to stay together yeah. because they are both at the they're both dealing with the most difficult part of their relationship, right? Mm-hmm. He's dealing with the fact that his girl is famous and she has access to she can sit front row at Usher concert. She can, mm-hmm. you know, sit front 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 row at the Boston Celtics game where this mm-hmm. nigga Jason Tatum scoring 50 points and he mm-hmm. high-fiving her on the sideline. You know what I mean? That's just a scenario, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that's just like the world that he has to deal with. And then on her end, he ha- she has to manage the fact that she can't just do any and everything because she is in a relationship 100%. and she's also, you know, that she got a child with this man. So, 100%. you know, she has to be able to turn that into an appropriate version, like still be your celebrity outgoing self, mm-hmm. but an appropriate version of that to not disrespect your relationship. 100%. And, he had, and, and it's not Kiki Palmer's fault that she's sexually attractive. That's mm-hmm. not her fault. Yeah. And the men that she's... That's genetics. That's, that's the, just the, genetics. That's cheeky like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then freaking, you know, when she goes to an NBA game or something, those guys would date Kiki Palmer. Yeah. So you have to get over that. You have to get... You have to be okay with that. If you're not... You got to let it go, buddy. Yeah. I mean, Charlie Gambino said it a long time ago. He said, I'm trying to turn these Kiki Palmas into baby mamas. And you he said did that it. was like 10 years ago? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> about a decade ago he said that. That song, Silk Pillow. It, it came to fruition, and now, you know, there it is. But yeah, I, I think we've 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 beaten this topic down quite yeah. long enough. It's been at least 35 minutes. Yeah, now Usher about to beat it down. Oh, man. Usher going to be like, you got it, you got it, man. <laughs> when you're on the phone, hang up, and you call right back. <laughs> <laughs> then this nigga, he, her man going to be tweeting like, yeah, Usher, smashing my wife. Man, this is <laughs> I'm, throwing my, I'm throwing his confessions away. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I, I ain't never listened to Usher again. <laughs> this is going to be a bunch of just angry tweets. <laughs> Fuck Usher. <laughs> Oh man. God dang. That nigga Usher. That nigga Usher so cold. He don't ever say nothing. No, he he didn't do Usher really didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, he don't gotta say. I'm just and, saying like situations happen. Like, nigga, you breaking up a whole, you know, they could be engaged. Who knows what their relationship will look like? And this nigga done broke it all up. All cause he just sang to the girl. Let me tell you how cold Usher is. Usher is so cold that he beat herpes allegations. Damn. For the longest, they said that this nigga had herpes. Yeah. And he just walked in like, you got it, you got it, bad. That nigga just like, He just started even. doing it. He just started busting out of dance. <laughs> and everybody forgot about the herpes yeah. allegations. Yeah. That nigga even had a song called Let It Burn. And he still beat the herpes allegations. Let it burn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Can Gotta you imagine a reporter? Deep down, you know, it's better. Oh, this flies back. Yeah, yeah, I don't know whether it's a gnat yeah. or whatever it is. That's crazy. Saying? Can you imagine a reporter like being very blunt, like a TMZ reporter, like, Usher, is it true you got bumps on your dick? Is it true you have herpes? And he's like, you got it, you got it bad. When, <laughs> when you're, you're on, on the phone. When you're at the doctor late night and you call right back. <laughs> I got bumps and you call right back. <laughs> Uh, he's just singing you forget about the herpes <laughs> fucking crazy that's funny man that's i'm telling you i've never seen a person beat herpes allegations yeah and 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 it was a couple people saying like you know usher gave me herpes yeah 
And I, he, I, I pray that that's not true. I'm not praying for it. I take that back. I hope it's not true. Uh, but that is kind of funny. The that last he, time is like, Usher gave me herpes. This ain't right. And he's like, Daddy's home. Yeah. home <laughs> and I know you've been waiting on these herpes all day. You know what's crazy? That nigga had a song called, I want to make love in this club. Oh in man! In this club, and that could have been the that could have been the one that could have been the time. Yeah, no, nah, he he got herpes in this club. That's what happened. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that song was huge. That came out in like '09. Yeah, he had that song. He had, he had like the little uh, EDM era. He had that yeah. song. Oh my gosh, I like that yeah. song. Oh 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 oh. Oh, 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 my gosh. That's why everybody wants to uh, fuck Usher. Why? Because it's music, man. If you were a chick, <laughs> that you can't. got slaps. If you were a chick, you can't tell me you wouldn't fuck Usher. That's what I'm saying, man. Come on, man. The only way, the only way, you, you have to, I wouldn't, there's not really a way to test it. But you just got to take your girl to a concert, man. Just, yeah. just to see the vibe. See, take a girl to one of these, you know, these R&B, these, uh, these classic acts and just see how she react, you know, when that nigga Usher come on stage or when he start taking his shirt off. I think the difference, too, though, is the average. Just, well, I won't say average, but if a, just a regular woman in uh, just a you know small town that's very beautiful, that's very attractive, she can get the attention of a guy like Usher. For sure. But th- th- that's how it works. Women, a woman's beauty will get her into places that a man could never go. Yeah. That's just how it works. I, just, I know how these artists, you know, just me working on music videos and, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it it essentially goes like, you know, the the whole groupie is a real thing. Oh, like, yeah. when they go on tour, you know, these artists essentially get whatever they want. They they could, you know, they could be performing, and then they got their eye on somebody right here mm-hmm. in the 100 level in the section over here. Oh, yeah. And then afterwards, they send their assistant over there to be like, hey, like bring such and such backstage. And then they go over there, they handle it. And that that's and she just a regular person. You yeah. Know? That's 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 usually how it works. So, yeah. Some of those videos, those videos from the 90s, those, <clears throat> those, those extras with those beautiful women, they were just like regular girls, but they mm-hmm. were just super hot. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, we. Hey, we want you to be in a video. They're like, oh my God, I'll be in your video. And it's just these beautiful women. Yeah. That all they needed to do was be beautiful. Yeah. And you you could be the most accomplished man. And they probably took you tons of work to get in that space. Yeah. And then a girl that's 21 that has not done anything would be beautiful will be sitting right next to you. She work at Starbucks. She works. She'll go from Star Starbucks to Star Fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's switch gears, man. All Switching right. gears. Yeah. Uh, man loses part of his hand in LA fireworks explosion. See, you know what? Some of you guys are like, oh, wow, that person blew up their hand. That ain't going to be me. Now look at you, handless. Okay. Yeah, man. It's, it's crazy. Ridiculous. Man loses part of his hand in fireworks explosion. Uh, Where the fuck is the goddamn? Come on. I clicked on the link and it's just nothing there. There was a video. Mm. Come on. See this article, man. It just deleted all the fucking. Come on, buddy. Yeah. Just when you thought you had it right. Just when you thought you had it right. God damn it. <laughs> Here we fucking go. Let me click on it again. Publish. Thanks for reading. There's no. Oh, you got to be a subscriber. But I just seen the article, man. Yeah. They, I think they time you out. So like, wow. if you've been on the website for 
certain amount of minutes or something. Wow. Let me do that. that. I'm, what I'm going to do is take their headline and put it back in the search. I can't believe they did that to me. Yeah. You know what? I don't want to subscribe to a little. LA boy. Times, it'd be like, they be trying to get it like a dollar out of you a month. It's like a dollar a month or something. Yeah. It's like, dude, no. Yeah. I don't want you subscription <clears throat> service. Yeah, just sell me ads. Huh. Well, uh, KTLA has the same ad, ad, I mean, the same story, so I'll just read that, okay? Mm-hmm. Man loses part of hand, ha- uh, hand. House catches on fire July 4th fireworks mishaps in Los Angeles. A man lost part of his hand and a house caught fire Tuesday night as illegal fireworks were set off across Los Angeles. Emergency crews were called to Catalina Street in the Adams Normandy Norma- neighborhood of South Los Angeles. Yeah, that's, a, that's not the greatest area. A uh, witness <laughs> reported a possible amputation as a man was lighting fireworks in the intersection. Crews arrived to find one person injured who apparently lost parts of his right hand. Dang. Video showed the victim covering the remains of his hand with a towel as emergency crews worked on him. Mm-hmm. A young man lost part of his right hand in a fireworks incident. Uh, okay, mort- mortar-, mortar tubes were seen in the street following the incident. Uh, witness said about two hours earlier, the uh, the Los Angeles Fire Department was called to a house fire in South Los Angeles. Video showed the roof of the home burning as residents were being evacuated. The fire was believed to be caused by a stray firework, but that is still under investigations. Explosions could be heard going off in the neighborhood, even as emergency crews responded. So these niggas are so bold, they kept lighting fireworks with them right there. <laughs> hey, hey, enough with the fucking fireworks, man. Put them out, goddammit. You know what? I was thinking, like, um, they should start offering uh, rewards mm. for uh, snitching on people. For fireworks. Yeah. I'll just, ah, cash out, boy. Yeah, I'll just be driving around. Hey, that's nice fireworks. Where'd you get that, man? I'm trying to get some. Yeah. Oh, I got this illegal. Oh, okay. Call the police right yeah. there. Yeah, I'm pulling up to your house. I'm taking a picture of your address. All that good stuff. I'm like, oh, that's dope, bro. Hey, what's your first and last name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Got your ass. Yeah, yeah, you know what, dude? It, every year proves how dumb people are, man. I really think that it's important. Fireworks safety to me ultimately is um, being a safe distance from the firework or just not having fireworks at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just there's too much property damage. There's a house, There's like a car down the street from my house that's completely burnt up. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's not worth it, man. And it's also bad for the fucking environment. Mm-hmm. All that smoke in the air, just it's not good. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, you know, sound like a, you know, you know, Debbie Downer, but that shit is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. We're just lighting, and motherfuckers are still lighting fireworks. Why is it, especially in Bakersfield, motherfuckers light fireworks over a month before? We the just fourth. heard one. Is that it right there? I don't know if that that might have been a train, but like before oh. we started, it was a, it was something that went off. What I don't like is the disrespectful firework people. You're lighting off fireworks at like fucking two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck is people got to go to work, man? Yeah, on the like, fifth for like, sure. God damn, dude. Like yeah. chill. And then you got people that just people. Some people literally start shooting on the fourth of July. Yeah, nigga, that's not a firework. That's yeah. a firearm. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear like. Tew! Like this nigga got an M16 on fucking Fourth of July. What the fuck are you doing? Montana weapon. Yeah, you got fucking dogs running around everywhere, scared. Dogs go crazy during the Fourth, man. Yeah, 
It's super uncomfortable. It was a dog on the Fourth of July, like some years ago. It probably had to be at least like maybe six years ago. It was fireworks going everywhere, and I heard a dog, like a dog that had ran, like kind of by like the corner of like the corner of my apartment at the time. Mm-hmm. And he, I just heard like a, and the dog was like, I was like, what the fuck is that noise? Mm-hmm. And I looked out, it was a dog like underneath the thing, and I was like, come out here, buddy, come here, come here, buddy. Mm-hmm. And I then I got him some snacks, and I was just chilling with this dog. I had no idea whose dog it was. Mm-hmm. It was somebody's dog, mm-hmm. but I just chilled out there. And Did you feed him hot dogs? Uh, I didn't have hot dogs. I fed him something else. Yeah, okay. But we were just sitting there chilling. I was chilling with the dog. The dog mm-hmm. was fucking frightened. Mm-hmm. Like the dog, like when I pet the dog, it was like it was shaking. shaking. It was yeah. shaking so bad, and then I calmed him down. Mm-hmm. But the fireworks had that dog on ten. He was like looking around. Like, yeah, that like dog a was crackhead. Huh? That dog was looking around like his baby mama was looking. Ha! Oh man! But no, I think. Um, I actually like. I'm a fan. I'm a. I'm a low key fan of fireworks, especially the, the um. As illegal ones is not illegal everywhere, so we have to add more context to it. Mm. You know, the one in, in California, you can't light the ones that explode all in the air and and go all over. And you know, I I, I think I don't know for sure, but I always heard that it was because of, you know, the dryness out here and you know just. You know that that's just in terms of like the the wildfires. It's it's mm. very unsafe. Um, but <clears throat> so in in terms of like me, I actually like it. But this is the first year in probably my whole life where I was like really on edge with the fireworks. Mm. Um, and like what happened was, you know, I'm at my girl's parents' house, and um, it's just us. We're sitting in the front yard. And my girl's dad, um, you know, y'all must have seen, y'all might have seen him last on the week. podcast last week. Yeah, he he just got like he got the basic stuff, right? Like he got the go to the Phantom Fireworks stand, and he buying you know the nicest of that that those type of fireworks. He mm-hmm. don't got the the ones from Arizona and Nevada and Las Vegas those and stuff like that. Nuts. Yeah, he don't got that stuff, right? So, um, he's like no stuff those those regular ones, but. The people in the neighborhood are going crazy. Mm. Like, so for me, it started out like everything was smooth, like everybody lighting their fireworks and they going up in the air and everything just exploding and everything is like, it, it's looking really cool. <clears throat> but somewhere along the line, um, it was a firework that went up. And I would imagine like if I were to guess the the, the big ones, like the normal height, pause, they probably bro. go up that, huh? I said pause, bro. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the, the normal ones probably go up like 70, 80 feet, right? They go up in the air and they, and they explode. And then you just, you might smell the smoke or you might see the, like the remnants of the smoke linger. But what was happening was one went up like, it had to only go up like 30, 40 feet. And it exploded like just how it would if like the other normal ones. But it was super low. And I was like, yo, that's kind of low for uh, like a firework. And then what was happening is the debris started to hit us. Like it was like little little flakes. So it almost like somebody threw a bunch of sand at us. It was starting to hit us like underneath this tree on the front yard. Mm. And I was like, yo, this don't feel right. And then more and more weird stuff started to happen. So one dude across the street lit one and it was low. Like it probably went up maybe like three or four feet and then it exploded out like that. Luckily, it didn't hit nobody, but it, it still exploded. I was like, dog, that's a dud. Like, it shouldn't be. It's mm. supposed to be way in the air. This one only on the ground. And I was like, oh, this is just starting to get real weird. Yeah. And then um, the the one, the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me, where I was like, man, I, I low-key want to go in the house. 
is uh, somebody lit a firework <clears throat> and then, you know, normally all of it just explodes and evaporates and it is just kind of like lingering in the air. Just it turns into smoke or whatever. But what was happening was pieces of the firework or, or the tube or whatever was in the thing. It was just falling from the sky. So a thing, it was probably like a the size of a 50 cent piece. It just hit me on my leg and it felt like somebody threw something at me. And I was like, yo, this is like the the stuff is supposed to explode. But like it's pieces of, you know, pieces of firework some, falling from the sky. Ra- racist fireworks. Yeah. So I was like, this N- year, <laughs> this year has been the most, <laughs> at least for me, the most unsafe year as far as like how I was feeling. And then I opened up my freaking Facebook page. And then one of my guys I went to high school with his eye split in half from a firework. And that's when I was like, yeah, this is this is getting ridiculous. Yeah, these fireworks, especially these illegal ones that I've been seeing on TikTok, these motherfuckers is next level. This shit look like some shit they use in the Ukraine, man. Yeah. Like, it, this dude lit some shit. That shit said, doo, 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 for probably almost 30 fucking seconds. <laughs> and then one of them shot out and went into a house and lit it on fire. I was like, God damn. They, yeah, they didn't have bad, these. Dog. Bro, they did not have these fireworks when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. They did not have them, dog. And if they did, they might have been. In, I don't even know if they got even the illegal. The illegal fireworks back then are nothing like they are now, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, technology advanced. This man. shit is wild, bro. Because you know people come back with a big old box of fireworks from like Mexico or something like that, yeah. or like from like uh, Nevada or somewhere mm-hmm. else. I will say though that all fireworks is dangerous. I was lighting a sparkler and dang near burnt my finger off because. What happens? What like fireworks? Fireworks are weird. Like those ones is getting like more advanced, mm-hmm. and then they also getting like more dangerous because it's it's more defective ones, mm-hmm. and then also they're getting cheaper. Like the ones at the regular fireworks standing getting cheaper. Yeah. So with the the sparkler, you know, it has the the little piece of thin paper. Mm-hmm. You know, like it almost like feels like wrapping paper. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. So I I light the sparkler. And then the wrapping or the little paper part burns out. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't light the sparkler. The paper just burns out. And it's just like a, it's, so it's just like the it's sparkler. The cover. The yeah. Cover, yeah. So I'm lighting it more. And then the the freaking like sparkling part shoots out from the side. And then it burns my finger. And I'm like, ah, God dang. So it's just like, it's just all dangerous. <laughs> like it's, mm-hmm. There's no way to even escape it. Nigga burned up my hand off of a sparkler. And you know, the sparklers, we be seeing little kids like twirling them and shit. Mm-hmm. That's where they really, the sparklers is for kids. You mm-hmm. know, kids love it, but mm-hmm. that'd be fucked up all of a sudden. The kids holding it and, and the sparkler explodes. That's what I'm saying. You'd be like, what? Man, this shit is insane. Imagine losing your life off a of sparkler. I'm going to tell you the worst day of work for me of all time. The worst day of work for me at all time is the 4th of July mm-hmm. because I'm a fuel hauler. So I think you understand why I get nervous when I'm fucking driving that day. Yeah. That nigga yeah. be like, you be, you be looking around like that dog, huh? Man, <laughs> telling you. Yeah, and what's weird is I remember it was, it was, oh man, this had to be about four years ago. I was finishing up my day of work and when you haul gasoline, you're the it's literally at its it's way more dangerous when you're empty when you unload the gas now it's at its most dangerous because it's full of gas vapor Mm -hmm. so it has a really high flash point so when you're driving down the highway you get enough fireworks going at your tank it's not just gonna blow you up but let's say for example maybe the lid at the top got a little crack in it whatever 
that's literally a bomb. Like, yeah, that's a legit bomb. I was yeah. like, bro, I just want to finish my shift so I can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And I think there's something to, you know, you know what you're saying. And then especially like what I was talking about with the cheap fireworks, because what happened a couple times is you'll light something mm-hmm. and then like that fuse would just go out and then you'd be like, dang, this like this this thing ain't even working. And then all of a sudden you walk up on it and then it go like it and then the actual fireworks start to happen. So sometimes like that fuse would just burn out and then like the firework would just lie dormant for like 10, 15 seconds and then all of a sudden like the the explosion happens. So you'll <laughs> so you'll walk up on it thinking like, dang, this mug ain't even working. Let me light it again or let me do something. And then that mug just explode in your face or something like that. So yeah, it's uh I don't know. This it's like it's it's I guess it's a risk, but I be thinking I was just thinking about that like we risking a lot just for you know just for some stuff to explode some colorful I think also in, in regards to a lot of people though a lot of these accidents have a lot of negligence and alcohol involved and I think that uh, people get these fireworks and they just be so eager to light more and more and more of them they got big boxes of illegal fireworks and they just lighting them up now they, they don't think it will ever be them on the news they yeah. never think it's gonna be them and then they blow their hand off um, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, defensive end in the NFL, he didn't think it would be him, and it blew his fucking hand off. He's only got three fingers on one hand. Yeah, it blew his fucking hands he off. Was being rec- was he being reckless? Or I, I don't remember the story, but I do uh, remember it blew up. I guess it blew up in his hand. He had to be reckless, man. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. People, when, people when, be doing wild stuff like holding the fireworks yeah. and. Yeah, they be lighting it. They'll light the firework with a thing on their head, all kind of ways. There is no legal, let me be clear when I say this, there is no legal firework that will blow your hand off. There is not one legal firework that will blow your hand off. Only them illegal fireworks have the power you, to blow nah. your hand off. No, some of them legal ones is... no. Yeah, that mug could do some damage. It, it, it could do some damage, but it's not going to blow your hand off. I'm being very specific. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't just go boom. I, it, it, I remember back in the day, the big thing to do, especially during the fourth, was they, they outlawed Piccolo Pete's for this reason, but we had these things Dangerous, called, dog. Oh, man, we had Piccolo Pete's, and what you would do with those is you would basically duct tape them together, and you would get a hammer, and you would flatten them, right? Yeah. You, you would smash them together. And then what you do is you would stick them in a two liter bottle. Yeah. And then you would tape it again. And yeah. then you would light the fuse and run. And that shit it would be would, a bomb. It would blow up, but that shit would go over a hundred feet in the sky. Yeah. Like boom and just go way up. And then Bro, you think about like, you know, just all the dumb stuff we was doing as mm. kids. And thank God we still here. But those same all those same scenarios where like People losing hands and losing their lives and losing their eyes. We was in those same situations. We just lucked up and, and, you know, it just didn't happen to us. I don't know about lucking up. I know that when we was fucking up, we was still safe about it. I know, like me, I was the type of nigga that if I jaywalked, I ran across the street. I didn't walk. Nah, bro. It's people that (laughs) that were safe about it and still got, they still died from those situations. It'd be, it just, you know, a lot of it do. You know, obviously, you, you it's you can only be so safe with a bomb sitting in the middle of the street, like you know. But yeah, yeah damn man, it, just be more careful, man. Please be more careful, y'all. I mean, the Fourth of July obviously is not for another year, 
But some of you guys will be listening to this right now, and the next time you listen, you'll have a couple less fingers. Damn. This might be the last year that you got 10 fingers. Yeah, I thought it was over for me, and that's my last name. So if I'm walking around like this, that's stupid. Keep fingerless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That'd be fucked up, man. <laughs> K fangs. How are you supposed to jack off like this? I don't know, man. It might feel different. <laughs> <laughs> this is new. <laughs> <laughs> Jacking off with nubs. <laughs> Nubbing off. That's crazy. That's got to suck, especially if that's your hand that you beat your meat with. God yeah. damn. Now you're sitting there with straight nubs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Hunter Biden. He filmed himself smoking crack and driving 172 miles an hour. You can't make this shit up. The president's son was smoking crack again and riding around in his car. Um, crack pipe in high speed saga. Hunter Biden's leaked photos from abandoned laptop raise questions. The leaked photos and files have thrust Hunter Biden back into the spotlight, leaving the public questioning his past and present choices. In a whirlwind of revelations, photos from Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop have surfaced showcasing a series of daring and questionable actions from smoking crack behind the wheel to hitting speeds of 172 miles per hour in a Porsche. The snapshots provide a glimpse into the turbulent life of President Trouble's son. Uh, here it is. He's smiling while having a crack pipe. Um, one set of images captures Biden with what appears to be a crack pipe while nonchalantly driving through a residential neighborhood in Arlington, Virginia. The incident took place on June 12, 2018, as Biden was rushing to catch a flight he had missed the day before. A daring act indeed, but it was just the beginning. And in another image from August, Hunter is seen go going on a high-speed adventure, racing to Las Vegas at an astonishing 172 miles per hour. The dashboard snapshot of the poor speedometer was a testament to his reckless behind-the-wheel behavior. Um... What's crazy about Hunter Biden is he is over the age of 50 years old, and he acts like he's 19. Childish, huh? Yeah. He's smoking crack, driving fast cars. He could have killed somebody. He should be in jail. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with Trump on much, but his, his critique of Hunter Biden is spot on. Yeah. Spot on. That, that's insane. He is suffering from President's son, uh, uh, President's son syndrome. This motherfucker can't get it together, man. And it's it's absolutely crazy that any other person that did what he did, and I find it kind of crazy that Biden himself, you know, who was complicit in you know the the crack laws and the ninety four crime bill, mm -hmm. your son smokes crack now. Lock him up, buddy. You locked up a bunch of black people in the nineties for in the eighties and nineties for for crack. Lock your son up. Yeah, your son is free smoking crack. He should be in jail. Mm -hmm. He's driving 172 miles an hour, smoking crack with a big smile on his face. That's a crack smile. If there was a commercial for crack, it would be Hunter Biden. <laughs> that's, that's what it would be. It would be Hunter Biden. Hey, crack. It's what's for dinner. That's so crazy. Like, it's just like, I wouldn't even call this white privilege. This is like American politics privilege. 100%. Like, this, this is OD. It's like the next level, man. Yeah, he haven't served a lick of time. Mm -hmm. That's crazy, and it's all yeah. kind of like you know other other stuff that other type of pictures where he would like kids and all kind of stuff on there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's wild, man. Mm -hmm. I, I think that like he's literally is 
he is a product of a father who didn't have a lot of time for him because his father was immersed in politics mm-hmm. from the time he was born and now he's still rebelling. He has never he has never escaped the rebellious stage of his life. Yeah. And now because he's rich and his and you know his father is rich, he gets to smoke crack and do wild shit for the rest of his life. He oh, he like you said he he acting out like a teenager. You imagine Biden like t- trying to discipline his son. He'd be like, first of all, what's your name? <laughs> I'm Hunter. I'm your, I'm your son. What do you mean? Okay, son, <laughs> you need to stop. You need to stop wearing dresses. He's like, I don't wear dresses. I'm, I smoke crack, Dad. Oh, that's right. That's right. You gotta stop smoking crack, son. You're like, God damn. He can't even remember the discipline of son, man. <laughs> you know this motherfucker's trying to run for a second term. Uh, Joe Biden. Yeah. That nigga need to sit down somewhere. Bro, Democrats and Republicans are ruining this country. They need to get them out of... They, we need a third-party candidate. I, I, Kennedy yeah. sounds like shit, but I'd rather have Kennedy as president. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, we're, we're voting for motherfuckers that don't have our interests in mind. So if they say, oh, wow, voting for a guy like Bernie Sanders or Kennedy mm-hmm. is a waste of a vote because they won't be elected. No, it's not. I'd rather vote for them and have integrity within my vote than just say, you know what? I'm going to vote for the lesser of two evils. Mm-hmm. That's not it. Man. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't feel like that's... That yeah. that that's not a that's a poor representation of what Americans are supposed to be able to do. We should be voting for motherfuckers we actually want to be the president. Yeah, and then that, that, I mean, like you said, we have this two uh, two political parties. So you know, any there's there, there's never going to be an independent that wins. There's never going to be this Green Party or anybody else that oh, wins. So it's going to be a Democrat or a Republican. I'm a, I'm now a registered independent. I do go. not. I do not affiliate with the with the Democratic Party. Yeah, these motherfuckers have lost their mind. Yeah, and 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 when you say that, conservatives be like, "That's right, come on over." I'm like, "Man, fuck y'all too." Mm-hmm. Y'all, yeah, been, y'all done all had a shot at this shit. Y'all done ruined it. Every I ain't time. doing no better. Y'all ain't doing nothing. I'm voting for whoever trying to give black people reparations. That's big facts. Yeah, and once again, I want to go down this wormhole again. I think we've already explained why we are pro reparations. You mm-hmm. know. Actually, to, it was funny that you mentioned that because today, um, the the Tulsa race massacre survivors were denied reparations. Yeah, it was like the last, the, the last three survivors, survivors huh? three yeah. of them. So you can they literally, the, uh, thing. It, it's sad that they're gonna die without getting justice. It's the, crazy that they're still fighting for it over a hundred years. Over a hundred years, and you know, I think what they've determined is this: if we give these if we give these survivors reparations, that means we have to atone for all the other atrocities. That we put black it's an admission through. of guilt. It's an admission of guilt, one hundred percent. Like I want you guys to go to Google and I, and this is not the only incident or the only instance or, or, or situation of racial mass violence. Look up summer of nineteen nineteen. Red. Look up the red summer of nineteen nineteen. And there was in certain cities with uh, uh, I can't remember the population number. There was racial mass violence all over America, and mm-hmm. no one had to atone for it. There were black. There are literally black communities that got flooded with water. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that, Mm-mm. bro. It's wild. I was watching something. They were talking about uh, black people got ran out of their community, and then they ran a fucking lake over it. Mm-hmm. So there are literally places like, like it'll be like Bridgetown, uh, Bridgetown, New Jersey, or whatever, mm-hmm. and people don't know where that's at. It's because it literally got wiped off the map. And when you look underneath the lake, there are literal communities. Mm. 
but they got wiped out because yeah. they got ran out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah, it's wild, man. Like just, Atlantis, huh? Yeah, it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. So to make a, it's actually I I actually know what you're talking about. There's a um, it's in Atlanta. There's a there's actually an episode of the TV show mm-hmm. where they're uh, they talk about that. Like there's a boat and they talk about all the weird and mysterious things that. I don't, and I don't know if it's related to people flooding the town, but I know that there is a. There was an episode where there's some part of Atlanta that's like supposedly like a bunch of people got flooded out or something. Yeah, I, like that. I found it right here. Mm. Uh, five black American towns hidden under lakes and ultimately from history books. Um, Oscarville, Georgia um, is a popular weekend destination known for fishing, boating and so much more, including the eerie reputation that has deemed it as haunted in Georgia. But one lesser known fact is the lake sits on top of a black town, Oscarville. Oscarville was burnt down in 1912 and more than a thousand residents were forced to flee following the allegations of rape. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rob, it's always some bullshit allegation. Rob Edwards was arrested in September 1912 Mm -hmm. along the Ernest Knox and Oscar Daniel. Both teenagers were accused of raping and murdering a young white woman named May Crow. Edwards was dragged out of jail, beaten with a crowbar, and then lynched from a telephone pole. Uh, Daniel and Knox went to trial, and they were found guilty the same day. The boys were sentenced to death by hanging. Uh, after the trials, executions, white men known as night riders forced black families out of their homes by bringing their land of churches, land, churches, schools. That's crazy. And it's Cowaliga, Cal, Cal, Benson, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Bro, this shit is wild. Like, if you if you really dug into history, you would not invalidate what people are saying. Yeah, you would, you would know what's going on. But I don't want to go on a tangent. This mm-hmm. this originally started as Hunter Joe, Biden, Hunter Biden doing yeah. doing crack activities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it kind of stems off of you know his father and mm-hmm. Paula, and we got into <clears throat> this. Is why I don't like talking about politics. Mm-hmm. It just becomes very upsetting. <laughs> yeah man I, my, yeah i my, think yeah go ahead i was gonna say uh i don't want to say my thoughts and prayers go out to hunter biden he just needs to get his fucking shit together and i, I think yeah. it might be too late he might be it's a 50. life he might be a lifelong crack addict yeah yep that's what it looks like yeah. and it, it, it you know it's like the what do you call it, the sins of the father or something like mm. that i mentioned that in the bible that's kind of like what this looks like you, you know yeah he, like his his son is is reaping the benefits of of you know some of the bills and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All them people that uh, Joe Biden threw in prison, you know, you get to you gotta you gotta sit with this every day and look at your son all on the internet smoking crack and recording himself doing meth and all kind of weird stuff. See, the difference too is is the people you locked up. Um, they they came from poverty, so you locked up people who smoke crack, right? Uh, that were in a poverty situation, but this is what crack looks like when it's rich. Mm-hmm. See, he doesn't have to worry about bills. He can smoke endless amounts of crack, and he doesn't have to worry about money. His dad's fucking rich, mm-hmm. right? So he doesn't have to worry about that. All he worries about is like, oh, man, damn it, where am I going to get my crack today? Mm-hmm. You know, my, my new dealer is scared to sell me crack because I'm Joe Biden's son. Yeah. So I was like, damn, this dude literally had crack pipes, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of ironic, though, when you are complicit in, you know, arresting tons of people for smoking crack. Mm-hmm. And now your son is a well-known crackhead. Probably the most famous. Is he one of the most famous? Who's the most famous crackhead? I mean, like a modern day, not like. Who's the most famous crackhead? I got an answer for you. Who's that? And I think you know who the fuck I'm about to say. Like still living. Yes. 
Who was that? Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. He's still doing drugs. I, I thought don't he was know. Clean. I he not he's clean, but he I mean currently. We well, that week. Well, we, look, look, look. He may be green, but he's still looking a little crackish. <laughs> a little he's crack adjacent. Yeah, he's crack adjacent. <laughs> Definitely some crack crackiness cracking off. <laughs> I think he smoked so much crack that it, it permanently ruined his jaw. Like his jaw. Yeah, was like, his jaw was like kind of tilted. His jaw is tilted. That's a lot of crack. God dang. You know, you know that you smoked a lot of crack when you like when your jaw has reached reached like a threshold. Mm-hmm. Like your jaw's like, look, I can't handle any more crack, buddy. You got now. We're this is how we are now, Dang. and then your and then your whole jaw just slants. That drug, man. He Cocaine got is a hell of a drug. Yeah, even Pusha T said we gave him Bobby Brown jaw. Yeah, yeah. And at first I didn't know what he meant, and then I seen Bobby Brown like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, damn. Yeah, stuff is over here. My yeah. God. I think that's what you would look like if you took a hit from Mike Tyson in the 90s. Dang. And your jaw never came back. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I think I, th- I don't know. This Hunter Biden thing is, 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 like I was saying, there was some pictures that came out of him, like, you know, like in a very vulnerable position with some young women. And uh, they were they were talking about it. Somebody characterized it as, like, revenge porn. Really? Like, bro, that's illegal, dog. Who, like, uh, old Hunter? Yeah, like whatever he's doing is illegal. It's not, it's not revenge porn. That's I didn't even like, know. I forgot about that. Yeah, there have been rumblings of like stuff like that, like really? them hiding like pictures and stuff like that. But I don't know. You know I, the, what the, I think the is the government got rid of it. Joe Biden, he's been trying to, um, trying to. Uh, I don't know. He don't even mention it really. Like he don't really talk about his son like that. No, because the son's a fuck up. But yeah. the thing about it, too, is I think Joe Biden has to stay in office in order to completely uh, finish covering up all the bullshit his son did. Mm-hmm. And then once his term is over, you know, then his son's going to go to jail. I think, man, I don't know. At, at a certain point, like, you just got to let your son be your son. And I don't got no kids, so I can't really say. But I, I would imagine, like, you know, you could try, you know, very hard to, like, you know, shelter your kids and, you know, look out for them. But when they start doing illegal stuff, you just got to let them live. Yeah. I, can you imagine like a weather reporter, like, you know, forecasting um, his drug addiction? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, right here, we got a strong chance of crack. <laughs> right here, a strong chance of crack coming <laughs> in from the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> we got a lot of air coming here. This is where the pipe goes in the mouth. <laughs> and right here from the uh, Northeast, we got a strong chance of crack Um Thunderstorms and um, you know a little bit of weed to take you down off of your crack binge. My God. got a strong chance of a nosebleed right here. <laughs> <laughs> and right here from the Pacific Northwest, we have some booger sugar coming in. <laughs> some booger right away. <laughs> oh man! Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, during midday, we have a strong chance of some meth showers right over here. Off <laughs> some of, uh, meth showers. <laughs> some meth flurries. Yeah, we got some meth flurries here. <laughs> uh, we have a fog warning. Um, uh, it's a, a smoke war, crack smoke warning. Yeah. Um, we advise those to not drive at night due to the strong cloud of crack smoke <laughs> coming right off. <laughs> yeah. It, you know what? Just the way that this looks, honestly, he, he's he's on his way to a grave, man. Like yes, yes, th- yes like yes. he's just spiraling. And, you know, I don't know the history of him and his father's relationship, but he just looks like a one. Um, Charlemagne had he was talking about uh, 
Who he's talking about Takashi Six Nine or some somebody? I forget who. He, no, he's talking about Kanye West. Um, and he was saying like Kanye looks like a person that is is doesn't want to be here anymore. And I think that that that's kind of like what mm. Hunter Biden looks like. You know, he just looked like a person that's on his way out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think some people have made their bed. They just, they, you know, this is what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I think we have exhausted the crack stories from Mister uh, Hunter Biden. Yeah, um, I, I just, uh, just be safe, man. Um, I tried to go to rehab, and they said, "What is it?" No, I that said. was that was Amy Winehouse. Yeah, I said no, no, no. Yeah, I, and yeah. it's sad that she made a song about it. She that ended, is very ended sad. Up dying. Yeah, yeah, that is that, and we. <laughs> That's the crazy part. People say people like literally say what they feel in in their songs. Mm-hmm. Like Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, people like this. They be telling us exactly what they going through, and then we just be slapping the songs. Yeah, we we think it's just like you know, kind of like hypotheticals. Or yeah, it'll yeah. be a rock star like I'm tired of smoking crack. <laughs> the devil is on my back. You're <laughs> 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 like this nigga really seen the devil while smoking crack. This is not a yeah. game. For I think I think the majority of people is just music, but mm-hmm. I think it's like a small group of people that it really speaks to their soul, mm. and that's why they be slapping it. And they'd be like, "That's right, man. I seen the devil last night, man." Yeah, yeah. Fuck, but man. When I hear Amy Winehouse, personally, I didn't necessarily like the music, but like for the when I when I uh, when I heard it, it was just music. Like I tried, I'm just singing along with it or whatever, and not necessarily connecting it to this real authentic story. But some people, like you, like you were just mentioning, some people really it resonate with them. Like you know, that's that music speaks to their soul. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some like old artists that would like say stuff, mm-hmm. like the way that they sang. They'd be like, especially in the '90s, there was like this group. I don't, are you familiar with Creed? Nah, I think Creed had this song uh, with arms wide open. Mm-mm. I see the sunlight. That's how they sang. Mm-hmm. But what's crazy is like those bands sometimes, like I think it's Creed and some other bands, I cannot remember. Mm-hmm. But they will say some stuff like, I seen you open the paper last night and I ran away. Mm-hmm. And you told my friends that I was gay <laughs> with arms wide open. <laughs> you be like, this guy, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on here? Broke back mountain. <laughs> <laughs> you made me sick. <laughs> and you tried to give me some dick. <laughs> but I don't swing that way, baby. <laughs> I'm just rocking and rolling. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's good old cock and roll. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Jonah Hill. Uh, Jonah Hill, uh, ex-girlfriend, posts alleged test messages and blasts him as a misogynist. All right, let's make some sense of this, man, because, you know, Jonah Hill went from being, the, you know, everyone's darling to the next moment they're trying to turn him into a misogynist, right? Mm-hmm. Let me let me preface what I'm about to say. What I don't respect people that post screenshots of private conversations because at that point you're not looking for a solution you're looking for an audience so i already discredit you from the very beginning but i still hear you out to see if there's any validity to the story but 
I just feel like everybody is quick to put someone on blast. No one wants to really have a solution. So let me get into it. Jonah Hill's alleged dirty laundry is getting aired out by his ex, who's posting what she claims are a ton of old texts from him and painting him as a toxic partner. Surf instructor Sarah Brady, uh, former uh, JH's former fl flame of about a year from back in 2021, is dragging the actor publicly on her Instagram account. <clears throat> and she's not holding anything back. And her reputation, somebody spelled this shit wrong, <laughs> repudiation, <laughs> oh wow, of him as an alleged misogynist narcissist, as she puts her push it herself. Sarah has thrown up several text messages that she attributes to Jonah. And if they if they're to be believed, it appears he was often concerned slash upset about her posting photos of herself. Now I'm gonna read the text messages. She screenshotted him, right? And and it says literally, uh literally just say hello and leave the convo. Love how your therapist thinks I suck. Literally am the best boyfriend on earth. It sounds like that was satire. Right. Next one. He wrote plain and simple. If you need surfing with men, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friends with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting in a lunch or coffee or something respectful. I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it. And there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for a romantic relationship. My boundaries with you based on these, on the ways these actions uh, hurt our trust. Right? I think that's a very sensible thing to write somebody. This mm -hmm. personally. You gave her boundaries what your boundaries were. And as we talked about before with Kiki Palmer, I feel like her man did not properly set the boundaries of that relationship. Yeah. Right? But this but but Jonah is saying like this is he said inappropriate relationships with with surfers and boundaryless relationships or being around women who are unstable. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to keep it real. Why do you think a lot of couples hang out with couples? It's for a reason. Mm -hmm. It's because it's somebody around the same energy as you. You both want to be faithful. You both want to be in a relationship. You don't see uh, couples hanging around a bunch of men and women that are chasing pussy. Mm -hmm. That's just not what you see because it doesn't mix. The yeah. energy does not mix. Mm -hmm. So I get why he said what he said. and But he said, if that's not what you want, I support you. That gave her the ability to take it or leave it. So she's screenshotting something that actually is a pretty healthy boundary. Yeah. It's almost like you snitching. It's like you, snitch you ever like out. snitch like, like a teacher or something like that? Like do you, you hear a kid snitching on somebody and be like, well, he didn't actually do nothing wrong. That's just kind of like the energy that she's giving out. She's trying to like paint him, paint him as a misogynist when he just like, you know, it seems to me like creating a healthy boundary. You know, yeah, and the no crazy sense. part about it is like the the type of woman that she is or the type of women that are coming to bat for her are like the people that are the boundary people. They're the people that are always like, yeah, we just need to create healthy boundaries in our relationship. And this is the only way that a relationship is going to work. If we all have boundaries, I created boundaries with my parents and all. It's like 
And then he wrote something else here. Nor may I ever want that from my partner. And I reserve the right and I'm open about it. Let me know. We respect you either way, but these are my boundaries of this romantic relationship. Thanks. I'd love to know before the premiere so I'm not put in a position of publicly flaunting our love if my boundaries are going to be continued to be disrespected. That would be hurtful and triggering for me. This sounds like he's communicating his feelings. Pretty he's, healthy. He's literally being dragged for fucking having boundaries. This is not right. We, we have to push back on something when it's not right. And I've been seeing... I've been seeing some women, not all. It's been a lot of women saying, like, this sounds just like he has boundaries. Like, if this is a woman, a lot of you guys will respect it. Yeah. You know? It's just because he's a man. Yeah. And then he also said, take some accountability and operate with respect. It's that simple. Because I'm tired of your attitude towards surf culture that contests and that place because I deserve respect, period. I've been more than patient. And then shit like, shit like this is still here. Fuck that contest, fuck that place, and fuck not respecting me always in every situation within surf culture or you don't get it and you don't get me. It's hurtful and unacceptable to me. Get it? I don't know if you get it or care or give a shit about that shit more than me even after Dr. Stern has said it loud and clear. And he says Dr. Stern is like a couples therapy, couples therapy person. But, it seemed, but, but, it seemed, but hold on, before I before I uh, before I let you jump in, um, the issue I have with this too is where's her messages? It's kind of funny how she's screenshotting him and she still doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. But where are your texts? Can you can you screenshot what you wrote? This is the problem I have with people who post screenshots is they only post what somebody else did out of context to make them look crazy, but they're not showing how they responded. That's, this is just overall childish. It's childish, bro. It's fucking childish. There are so many people. Bro, I'm just saying I want to put it all on men, but as men, you need to do a better job of being able to discern if you have a decent woman or not, and don't just fucking go with the flow, man. I think he did a good job of standing up for himself, but evidently, I think he went too far. I, I, I think he not went too far in the situation, but I think he allowed that shit to drag on too long. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to be like, once you disrespect my boundaries and I gave you that, I don't think I need to tell you two or three times. Mm-hmm. You know? Because yeah. me now, now I'm looking like, um, how do you call it? Now I'm looking like I'm begging you to respect me. Mm-hmm. And women will never respect the man that they feel pity for. Mm-hmm. If they feel, feel pity for you, they don't respect you. Mm-hmm. So just let them go and move on. Yeah. It seems like she's, it looks like uh, she's using all the right words. Emotionally abusive. Right. Um, gaslighting, oh, manipulative, um, all this stuff. I think <clears throat> what it looks like. It's uh, it's similar to uh, the conversation we were having earlier where, um, you know, your your advice or you don't give me advice, but you were more so speaking like like in post about how like you kind of dodged a bullet, you know, in terms of not, you know, trying to build a relationship with somebody that has like a very like uh, like, you know, she's very revealing social media present. And I think that. um this is the same situation where Jonah Hill, he probably found somebody like pretty attractive. Mm-hmm. She's probably like super cool. They probably like hit it off. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how they met and what capacity, but she was she she probably been if you 
they were only dating for like a year and so they probably met like maybe somewhere around 2020 mm-hmm. and um she probably been surfing like you know for the better part of her life and um she's you know when you surfing you obviously wearing bikinis or something mm-hmm. you know something to that effect and so she's been doing all of this stuff before Jonah Hill came around it seems like with Jonah Hill what happened to him he started dating this girl. He really liked her. They they hit it off, right, and right. then he f- started to realize that he wasn't comfortable with the way she was moving mm-hmm. in terms of what she was deeming as like surf culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think surf. I don't know if that's like surf culture. I think that she just likes to wear very revealing clothes. She probably just likes to post pictures like that. Um, yeah. And I think that yeah. um, he tried to change her in a sense, and it, can't it do just, that. yeah, it just it doesn't work. She's been doing that before she met you. She's mm-hmm. gonna continue to do that after she met you. Yeah. Um. So I think that you know from the jump, he probably should have he probably should have known that. Like you, it's like you know when you 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 might get into a relationship with like a stripper or something like like yeah, and like Zion Williams. Zion Williamson and that Mariah uh, Mariah Mills girl, like mm. you, she did porn before you. She gonna do porn after you. Mm. Like if you date a stripper, <laughs> she probably gonna you know, she probably gonna uh, she been stripping before you. If she don't continue to strip, she probably um, turn that into an OnlyFans or something like that. Like it's that's just kind of the, the way she built. Like I don't I don't see too many situations where guys have come in and infiltrated the the woman and you know just kind of. Uh, told them to stop doing something and they just quit cold turkey. Like that's yeah. just not how it happens. But I think on her end, um, so I think that's Jonah Hill's mistake, just trying to change the, the woman. Yeah, but you like, you know, I second that what you're saying about the the woman, Sarah Brady. It's like, it is, it's never okay to post your conversation, you know, especially you're posting your conversation without context. You clipping mm-hmm. up, you know, his post. And the crazy part about it is like it didn't really get the it didn't really get the response she probably was mm-hmm. looking for because he sounded pretty sane to me. Yeah. He sounded like a person that knows himself. He knows that um and I think that's what what's important with what he's saying. He's he knows what he can deal with. You know, like we were saying earlier with with a guy like Adam twenty two, he live in a whole different world where he's okay with certain things. Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill, on the other hand, understands that these these are my boundaries, these are the things that I'm I'm okay with and uh, that I'm comfortable with having in terms of my relationship. And I think that um, either of them should have cut it off way before. I think she should have been like woman enough to say like, hey, this is how I move. This is the culture that I was raised in. This is what I like to do. I like to walk around in my bikini. I like to, you know, communicate with my friends in this way. And if, you know, if you can't get get with that, then like, you know, we just yeah. got to cut it off. But sometimes the issue is, is that sometimes people have inappropriate relationships prior to you meeting them and they want to maintain those type of relationships yeah. afterwards when in actuality it's like, yo, like that shit don't fly. That ain't all right. But she, but now, she don't even, she don't even communicate what that is. She just throwing Jonah Hill under the bus. Yeah. like he just sound crazy. Here's some more screenshots. And and before I read this, I'll say I've said this before. You'll never make, you'll never look good trying to make somebody else look bad. Mm-hmm. But she posted, "I hope my ex has a daughter. Maybe she'll turn him into a real feminist." Because the fact that he calls himself a feminist now is laughable. It's like. You just trying to destroy his image. You sound like you salty. Then she screenshot other texts. You're like, it's just constant and doesn't reflect where we're at or where 
you say we want you want to be. And then he's leaving a bunch of messages, which tells me he's being ignored, mm-hmm. which is wild. And like, he's still riding. He's still riding, right? which yeah. is it's like, bro, you don't ever want to be that dude. You if if you're not if, <clears throat> if if someone's not reciprocating. Because I'm not going to keep sending you message after message if you don't respond. Not to mention, we're not going to be having an argument over a text message. Mm-hmm. If you don't answer the phone, you can fuck off. Mm-hmm. we both grown adults. I'm not about to be arguing with a woman through a, through a text feed. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he said, I respect your skill and your surfing. He said, I, he said that. Mm-hmm. I respect how you want to present yourself. I respect that you're hot and beautiful. And I respect however you want to live. But I also respect myself. And what I've what I'm interested in in my own life and what I led into my heart and inner circle. So celebrate yourself and your life however you please and shine bright. But I don't want to have to deal with it mm-hmm. like, bro, this just sounds like a human being pleading to you that like, hey, I'm hurting um, and I'm just trying to communicate this as clearly as possible. Mm-hmm. Man, this is it's wild how people are calling him an abuser. That's not abusive, dog. And people need to be. And they said, you know, um, they be th- uh, we be throwing around very like we gotta stop that shit. Yeah, these are uh, uh, Andre three thousand had a word where he's he said like essentially he was saying we nowadays we loosely throw around these like very important words like love and and genius and rock star and like all these words that we're like just throwing on anybody and now. I think in 2023, we're doing that with all these, like, uh, I would say, like, psychological terms that right. we just learned. We just learned the word boundary, like, last year. We just learned the word gaslight. gaslight. Yeah, we just learned these words, and uh, especially um, narcissists. Like, oh, people God. are calling, like, everybody a narcissist. Ridic- people toxic. are calling everybody toxic toxic and manipulative stop it it's like nigga you just learned this word two years ago stop acting like you really like understand yeah, all the nuances love these of, new buzzwords we yeah yeah so i don't know I, I just don't like that label that that they're that they're throwing on him especially jonah hill like i think outside of um you know some of the uh the uh did you get it i don't know oh outside of the the body dysmorphia stuff like he hasn't really done anything i mean even that body. was mm-hmm. That was just his, like, you know, that's his personal experience, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and him dealing with his own body image. But, like, he's not, he ain't done nothing wrong to nobody. Yeah. All he done is make, you know, funny movies yeah. and stuff like that. But as I said before, though, him having that body image, I think that also played a role into what, uh, what happened. I mm-hmm. think that, you know, when you don't have a good image of yourself and you don't, and you don't feel good about yourself, that can affect your relationship. So yeah. I'm sure that that also played a role in what happened. I think that as a man, you have to have a certain type of acceptance of who you are as a man. When you do not accept that and you feel insecure about yourself, you can project that energy onto your partner. So I'm not what I'm not going to do is saying he is not without fault. And I bet you there was many times where she probably had to compensate for how much he didn't like himself. Mm-hmm. Right. However, I don't think he was asking for a lot in that message. Right. Yeah. I think that. He just wanted, you know, he just wanted to maintain the integrity of their relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and then it ended up ending. That's how, I mean, that's how relationships are designed, right? Like the, essentially there's two people that come together and they speak um, what they desire out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to them two to compromise on, you know, what what they will and will not will not do. And sometimes that could be 
um, you know, you could just make it work, you know, and sometimes yeah. that could be like the end of y'all relationship. I think once you establish that you, you, you know, you're not just attracted to a woman, attraction is just nothing. That attraction overall doesn't mean anything in the, in the grand scheme of it. But, you know, once you determine that you really care about somebody or you like them or you can see something more serious than just like maybe a hookup or hanging out, you got to eventually have a conversation about, you know, and, and set the expectations from the beginning. Because it's a lot of men and women that will, you know, it's it's like a, the dude that wants to say all the right things at first, you know, just to be in good graces. But eventually you have to, you're going to resort back to being yourself because that's who you really are. Yeah. Right. But what happens is you never set the foundation. You act like this person. And then once the shit's really happening, you haven't set any expectations. And when shit hits the fan, now you don't got a leg to stand on because no one has established anything. Yeah. That's like trying to build a house, right? That's like trying to build a house with only 50% of the material, mm-hmm. right? It looks like a regular house from the outside, but you're missing all kinds of wood. Mm-hmm. You're missing all kinds of shit in that house. And then the house blows over and falls down. You can't say, oh, fuck, why'd the house fall down? Mm-hmm. Nigga, you only put 50% of the fucking house up. That's why. Yeah. I think you. I think it's something to do with like these celebrities, right? Like, um, I don't know, Joe. Oh, how old Jonah Hill is? Probably late thirties. Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something about like being a celebrity that celebrity that like it's it it almost feels like impossible to have like a healthy relationship. Yeah, man. Like, you see these guys like and females that are just. Uh, 50 years old still on the dating scene he'd be like dang that's crazy yeah so I i think i think the goal i think the goal ultimately is if like and people will say like oh poor celebrity but it's 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 like you look at the the what's her name Lori harvey's of the world and you got people like oh my god like she's living her life she's living the dream but it's like at what point like at what point are you looking for something like decent yeah you're you really trying to set it. And that, especially her, like, and I don't know, like, the, I guess her relationships, relationships didn't work out. But, you know, if you had the opportunity, and now I don't know what these people are like on a personal level. Excuse me. But you got, you know, Future and um, and Michael B. Jordan and Damson Idris and uh, she's dating, I think she's dating somebody else right now. But, like, you got all of these all of these people like and it just doesn't work it like but the one thing is you're like you're the common denominator in all these relationships so I, I think at some point people accept you know here's the thing i think a lot of people have that a lot of people do and i would say more women do it but men also do this mm-hmm. is um when women exit a relationship and they get with somebody new i mm-hmm. think that a lot of women are attracted to new because mm. new, new is interesting um new is you're still trying to find this person out. There's a lot of mystery about this person. Mm-hmm. And women like mystery, yeah. right? So they're they're getting to know the person, but then once they finally start to know the person and you know the stories might get a little repetitive and they feel like they know you too much, that's when the attraction starts to drop. Mm-hmm. So I think that when a woman like Lori Harvey, who is beautiful, who can have what when Lori Harvey is fine enough to get any type of dude, black, mm-hmm. white, Mexican, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. So she can literally she could her love life literally could be like I want new, I want mysterious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
if that if that's mystery, but if that's what she wants, go ahead. But I just don't know how that's gonna play out when you're like Madonna's age. Mm-hmm. It just looks weird at that because Madonna was yeah. dating some young dude. Yeah, and I'm like, God damn, you're like she's like 63 or 64, mm-hmm. and her her man was like in his 20s, like mm-hmm. 23 or some shit, 24. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's exactly what it looked like. And but a lot of it is like when you start when you really. Like, have you ever heard somebody, like, complaining to you mm. about or venting to you about their relationship or something that went wrong? It could be even, maybe even a friendship or something like that. And then you listening to it, um, but the whole time you thinking, like, I hear what you're saying, but, dog, you the one that's really in the wrong. Like, you the one that really did this, or you shouldn't have yelled at her, you shouldn't have did this. And that's kind of like, you know, we, we talked about it uh, before the podcast, like, there's a version, there's a friend that Sarah Brady has that's like, girl, you need to leave him. If he don't like how you post in these pictures, or if he don't do this, or if he don't like the way you communicate with men and the, when they're all surfing, or if he, don't, if he don't understand this surf culture, then you need to leave him. <clears throat> Instead of like looking at it objectively and right. thinking like, yo, what can you do to make this relationship better? 100%. Like how can you compromise? Like maybe, maybe you don't want to compromise. I mean, you don't want to lose your soul in a relationship, but at the same time, like, you know, we don't, even if you like a solid individual, you don't need to carry all of your habits into a, into a relationship because some things that you do is not going to be conducive to your relationship. You know, some things that you need to do, like, you know, like, you know, that that could just help maintain your relationship, because at the end of the day, like you should have a safe space. That That's the most detrimental part to all of this. You should have a safe space, like an emotionally safe space in terms of your relationship. But mm. for you to screenshot that and put put that up like however many years later. That's wild. Like that's like it's not the same, but that's low key like revenge porn, in my opinion. Almost. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I'll say this: I, I I don't I don't care what the situation is, or you know, man or woman. If a woman cheated on you or disrespected you, and y'all broke up, just keep it to yourself, man. And you know, talk to the people that are close around yeah, you for to sure. help you. You got the right to feel hurt by it. You got the right to feel angry, or you have the right to have emotions towards the situation. But don't put that girl on front street because even if she did you wrong. There was a point in time that you loved that girl or you cared about her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I still think it's important. There's some shit that women have told me. They've told me some heavy shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Like heavy shit. And I never told a soul. Yeah. Not even on this podcast. I ain't even even mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I've had some women tell me some heavy, very personal shit about themselves. And even though we wasn't talking after that, they could be rest assured that I'll never talk bad about them mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's just how I am. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I mean, why talk bad about somebody? At, that's kind of some bullshit. Once you're out of a situation, and it, it also makes you want to. It makes people become withdrawn when they get in relationships. When people they date just tell all they goddamn business. Mm-hmm. It's like, how much of myself should I give this person before they weaponize it against me? Yeah, right. that's what, I mean, that's what happens when you have, what I imagine is Sarah was sitting, she probably was uh, just got done surfing, she probably done her usual, posted a little picture, she probably talked to the guys at the, 
guys on the beach and they had chumming it up and, you know, lingering around, like all the stuff that made Jonah Hill uncomfortable. And then she got back to her house or wherever she lives in her apartment and she was just sitting there thinking and all that. All those conversations she was having was just, it was right in, in, the, in the forefront of her mind. Yeah, that's immaturity. Yeah. And then she just decided to, like, go through. Because to find that stuff, they was in a relationship in 2021, that article said. So to go back through all of those things, like, it, it required some effort. It wasn't like you tweeted that. I mean, you had those text conversations yesterday. Like these old text messages that you got to go through and scroll through and then and do the screenshot. So, yeah. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah, I just checked out uh, Madonna. She's 64. Her boyfriend is 24 years old. Yeah. And a boxer named Josh Potter. I think He's a boxer? Is. Yeah, let me see here. Could be wrong. But that's what it said. And it's wild. She had a model boyfriend before that that was even younger. Really? Yeah, Madonna. And Madonna looked like she didn't had all kind of surgery. Mm-hmm. Man, I couldn't do it, man. A little too old. <clears throat> they probably getting so much money. Mm-hmm. I take that back. Madonna, you got a million dollars. I'll give you this dick anytime you want it. <laughs> any, any, yeah. anytime. It's a good life. Yeah, man. I like man. You get that million, a smooth million dollars. Mm-hmm. All I got to do is have sexual relations with Madonna. Yeah, she'll take care of you too. It's it's one of those situations where you know, you know, you don't make, you don't got as much money as her, so she knows she gonna. She going she gonna to take care of you for sure. Yeah. She'd be like, I'll give you the money, but I need to be on the podcast. <laughs> like a virgin. <laughs> Touch for the very first time. Yeah, she can't be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I our numbers will go crazy, though. Oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Remember she kissed Drake? Oh, that was wild. I don't think Drake expected that. Yeah, I don't think he liked that. It was some old dry white lips. Yeah. He kind of leaned forward like it was nat- like it was sour. Drake was like, ah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you try to kiss me. I didn't expect it. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> she tried to kiss me on my lips and I backed away. Oh, uh, uh. Uh, now I'm left with the regrets from Madonna trying to kiss me on my lips. She put some little bit of tongue in my mouth. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> that was the worst I ever had. <laughs> worst I ever had. Worst, worst I, I ever had. had. <laughs> Baby, you the worst. <laughs> you the fucking worst. Your lips is so dry. Your lips is so dry. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yo, Drake, man. We gonna wrap it up, but when Drake came out with that back in 2000, and, ooh, I was eight. Yeah. When Drake came up with that in 08, bro, I was like, that was like the song of the whole year. Yeah. 2008. That was young Drake, too. Yeah. <clears throat> Baby, you my everything. You You're all I ever, ever wanted. wanted. We, we could, could do, do it real big. big. Bigger than you, you ever done, done it. it. You'll be up on everything. I'll be yeah. ever. Oh, that early, that early Drake was different, dude. Yeah. Because uh, your brother put me up on Drake. And, she and he was singing, too. And she held me down every time I give it up. Bro. If you discovered Drake at the beginning of his like launch off, that was like a whole ex- different experience. Yeah, and it's some, like his music was different. Like it was different. I think I think now his music more so like blends in with the right, right, with the consensus. But back then he just had like a 
like a like his own little lane. Bro, he was singing and rapping, and, and and that shit aged so beautifully. One of my favorite albums of of his was the first one, So mm-hmm. Far Gone, mm-hmm. and uh, and what was the other one, So Far Gone, and um, fuck, I forgot the other album, but it was the this like the first two, mm-hmm. and then it was like, uh, what was that song you had? Uh, Tell me what's really, really going, going on. on. already. What's, what's happening? happening? That shit was hard. I have a surgery, but now I'm back again. Yeah, that shit was hard. That was old. I'm my paper like I'm up and scratching That was like 09 on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was Young Money was hard. Mm-hmm. Nikki just popped up. I remember uh, Desmond, he discovered Nikki early. Like she yeah. had like a video on there. He's like, oh, she finna blow. She dope. Desmond was like the top. Like he was on up on every new song that came out. Yeah. He Desmond was, had a weird, like, uh, he just, he just like knew good music. He, mm-hmm. he, I think like if he, Desmond could do anything he wanted to, but I think if he was more in tune with like uh, music or like maybe just lived in LA. He'd be some A&R he, Yeah, of he'd be an A&R manager just because like the music that he was like, like uh, you would just, I mean, me being a younger brother, I would just get his iPod or whatever. Yeah, it was all on there. Yeah, and just be listening like, dang, what is this? And I remember even when my yeah. um, my mom bought a Zoom from you and gave it to me as a present once, mm-hmm. and I seen Drake on there. I was like, who is this? This nigga look kind of weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got a big old head. <laughs> nigga, light-skinned nigga look weird. But uh, I played the music, and I was like, yo, this low-key fire. And, you know, years later, obviously, like, he, you know, he's a top artist, but... Yeah, Desmond definitely had like an ear. It was it was a song Desmond used to like, um, and it kind of had a like a semi major buzz. Like the music video made it on like one hundred six and Park and stuff like that. But it was weird because he would play it like he would slap it a lot, and then maybe five or six years later, like everybody was playing it at school, and I was like, dang, like he just had a unique ability to just like know good quality music, even if it wasn't like a famous, you know famous artist so it's called uh yeah drake so far gone and then uh what is the first i forget the name of the first album is drake so far gone and then what's the other one i'm looking right now i think you took it off but so far gone is the first one though i think yeah that was a mixtape and then uh it's not called houston line of vegas that's just a song no it's uh hold on i'm looking right now uh thank me later Thank me later. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, I like that album too. Yeah, that one go hard. But because yeah. I'm looking on here, I don't think it's on the. Um... Yeah, comeback season is the one the mixtape you had on your theme. Yeah, so far gone in '09. Yeah, thank me later is 2010 actually. And Dang. so far gone. Thank me later. The mixtape is uh. June 2010 was in that. that hey, yo, Take Care was a dope album. It's super underrated. Yeah, I like Take Care. Yeah, that was Most people dope. say Take Care is his cla- like his classic album. I disagree. I say it's fucking nothing was the same in 2013. Not, yeah, nothing was the same. Was that hard. shit was crazy. That yeah. was, that was, nah, yeah, hold on. Hold nothing on. was the same had slaps on there. Huh? So nothing was the same had slaps on there. Yeah, but bro, I think the biggest one that wasn't considered an album was If You're Reading This, It's Too Late. That shit was crazy. Yeah, especially the way it dropped. Oh, my God. It was just kind of like people start using the font. Yeah, they did. Remember, yeah. like, niggas yeah. was typing their own stuff in the, in that type of font. 
Yeah, Drake had a stupid crazy run. If you look at like right here, because Views was cool. More Life was a weak album though. Scorpion I didn't, yeah, was, I didn't care for More Life. Huh? So I didn't care for More Life. Yeah, Views was a good ass album. That's I like what, Views. That was the Hotline Bling song was on there. Yeah, and then More Life was not good. Scorpion Views just was had cool. Scorpion had Scorpion was cool. I think Scorpion just had hits. It had like major hits on there. Like probably like uh, three. Two or three number one hit hits uh, hits on there. He got like four duds in a row though. He got I don't know I, the Dark Lane demo tapes. I don't know what that is. And then there was uh, he said he got four Certified duds. Lover Boy. Not good. I didn't really like that album. Honestly, never mind. Terrible album. Her loss. Good album. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Well, uh, look here, folks. Um, enough of me and Keith. We're just running our mouths. And it's time for us to get some sleep, okay? Yeah, I'm tired. So look here, man. Um, yeah, uh, before we leave, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube. Still kind of struggling over there, okay? Mm-hmm. So head on over there and head over to the shop to get some merch. We got some, and I'll just put this out there. We got some new merch that will be coming your way, okay? I don't yeah. like to speak on these things and not do it, but, uh, you know, we're working diligently to get that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so head over to a truckersmind.com and head over to ATM Pod on uh, Cash App. The Cash App. For a friendly donation if we have earned that. Yeah. Also head over to our YouTube at a trucker's mind. I already mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And, or head over to Instagram. Yeah. At a underscore trucker's mind underscore podcast. And tell a friend, man. For okay. sure. Um, we got we've been uh earning a little bit of cash through the through the uh Spotify for podcasters. Um, but you know, it would be I think ideally for this the space, the the my initial goal is for this thing to be like self sustaining, right? Mm-hmm. So that means like Wi Fi, um, office rent. Hundred percent. That's pretty much it. We could pay for the Wi Fi and office rent just for that. We it would just be like you know, just a small, a small mm-hmm. victory for us. We're like, oh, okay, we will though. It just break even. We'll be a lot way. better. We'll be a lot better with that. But me, I just have this, this very, um, this strong confidence that this podcast will make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, and it's because we're decent podcasters. We try, we we try our best to deliver a decent product. So when you guys go to work on Monday mornings. You know, you could, you know, in transit, you could listen to us and, Mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, get some joy out of it, man. We want to be a bright spot during your week, man. Yeah. Because the week is long and, you know, some of your other podcasts, you know, they might flake on you, but we don't. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fing. We're out of here. Peace.